Thank you, church. Thank you to have this opportunity to stand in front of you and share the word of God. And I believe that you prepare the lunch because it's going to be a Zulu service. So uh, you're going to have to just pack your lunch and be ready that we are leaving here at one o'clock, okay? So uh, I'm, I'm a little bit very sad to say that news. But we can't limit God, isn't that true? So we will just have to wait for God and see what he's about to say to us. Amen. And I was saying to uh, Greg Reed, I said, when the, Zulu pre- when the Zulu preacher is preaching, everyone may say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Give me J. Amen. Give me E. Amen. Give me S. Amen. Give me U. Give me S. Amen. Jesus. So you're not going to sleep. That was the main point of the Zulu pastors. What they do, they want you to wake up so you can wake up and hear the gospel, what the Lord is saying to you. It was not because they want to entertain you. It was not the sector. They want you to realize what God is speaking in your life. So brothers and sisters today, I want to be a down path to you and you can hear what God's saying to you. And you may be transformed at the end of this service. Uh, I just want to share a little bit the background. If you don't know me, who I am standing in front of you. My name is Zolane. I grew up in the village called Embo. And uh, I never knew that I'll be standing in front of white people and preaching. In. <laughs> uh, God has been amazing. And God has been going through with my life. And God has been using me most of my time. So, as I'm standing in front of you, it's been a very hard journey in my life. I've lost a lot of my family members. I've lost my mom. I've lost my dad. I've lost my sisters. Almost everyone that is close to me. Someone will ask the question, why are you still standing and preaching the gospel? The only thing I've realized, that Christ, when he's within me, I can still stand and say God is good all the time. It takes me so many years to realize that Christ loves me so much. Whoever as a young boy, when you are 15 years, and then you lost your mom, and you lost your sisters, and we're a very small family, and you're thinking, God, what is this? Who is going to take care of me? But with all that time, I've seen God coming over and taking care of me. And God has been good, and he's been every time looking after me. And part of the message today, I want you to realize who you are in Christ, and who I am in Christ. And other than that, we get to be worried and thinking, God, how I am going to live, how I am going to survive. That is a part of a message. We must depend on God 100% without fear and no favor. Because God, he is the one that is in charge of our life. So, I grew up, uh, most of my teachings, I came 
the background from the Methodist Church. And believe it, I started to be a part of Sarepta when I was six years old. And the funny story that I just want to tell you as that makes me be a part of this congregation, uh, it was, if you know the guy called Alex, if you know anyone, Alex Hudson. Yes. Yes. So we used to go to Sunday school. And then I couldn't speak English, and I still couldn't speak English now, but I hope you can understand. So, and we were doing Sunday school, so uh, Margaret, she was still doing Sunday school, and she's still doing it now. So, uh, and I said, okay, what are we doing on Sunday school? On that day, we were supposed to draw your mom and your dad, and you, you do the prayers and, and say, I thanks for my mom and I thanks for my dad. So I came with my sister to the church. I'm thinking, okay, it's fine. It's good to go because the, the director is used to be a part of us to look after for feeding us, giving some food parcels. So we started to attend when they used to fellowship in Western Park. So one day I went to the Sunday school. I couldn't understand what the teacher was t- telling us to do. So I was sitting next to Alex. Alex starts growing. He draw his little sister and his dad, and his every family member. Okay? I, I thought this is a good idea. I start doing the same thing. I draw, I write, it was Alex's father's name. I don't know what is Alex's father's name. I, Chris, I write Chris at the top. I write Judith at the top. I write Alex. I write Sarah. And then I, I, I write down the prayers. Thank you, God, for my family. Thank you, God, for our dog. And I did the same thing. And actually, on when you look on that, you see a picture. People, they copy what the gospel, because I was writing, I was the part of the family of the. So Alex, he was very angry with me. And I don't know why is he angry to me. And my, I said to my sister, why this guy is angry to me? He said, because you said you are the part of his family. You wrote his dad, you wrote his mom, and you wrote the same prayers. <laughs> so I'm standing, okay, oh no. <laughs> and now I'm scared. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, should I go back again to the Sunday school? And I said, please, could you go and tell him in, in English? I said in Zulu, I'm very sorry. Uh, I did not know what to do. But Alex's mom hit Alex on the head. Come on, man. Don't be pity. We are one family. <laughs> and so it's one of the things where you're thinking you get to be the part of the body easily. You join and you see the love of Christ working as a church. And one thing that we come to attend in Sarepta, it's the love that when they used to share the ministry. There's a guy called Peter Wiley. And when he used to come and walk into my house, he did not come to bring the food parcel, but he came and bring the gospel as well. He spoke to us and said, do you love Christ? Do you want God in your life to change you? And we're thinking, these white guys decided to come all the way to the valley to tell us about the gospel and that you see the power of Christ living on them. And changing, not coming to give you the food parcels, but is to transform your life to be a better person. 
And I'm standing there because they've done an impact in my life. They've made me who I am as now. One day, I look at it. Uh, I had to go to England. And I was so excited. I thought, wow, yes, I'm going overseas. And I'm going to catch the plane. I've never been on a plane. But now, God is good. I've been on a plane before traveling to Joburg for one of the Alpha Ministry. And Kit Thompson, he did not even knew he was the one helping me to do the visa. But it was not in God's timing that time because my visa had declined because on my passport I had the afro. And then when I went to the interview, I've cut my hair. So I was a different person. <laughs> so definitely maybe England, they were thinking, oh, this Kellen is coming to come and steal everything. So, I was just wondering on that with the, the visa stories. Maybe next time I'm sure on my passport I must cut my hair and other than I will be the same so I can qualify. But with that, uh, God he knew that I would be changing other people's life. It did not mean to me to go to England because he had the plan and the purpose for me in South Africa. When he needs me to go to other places, he will make the time for me to go. Yes. So, we'll be making a very big bad mistake if we're not quoting scriptures here. Yes. I want you today And ask yourself who you are in Christ. Because if I can start telling my story, you'll be sitting here until that time for the lunch time. But for me, who I am in Christ, this is what identifies me, which is John chapter 1 verse 12. Yet to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. I, I used to quote this scripture and say, I've got my two little sons, and by the way, I've got a beautiful wife. She was singing here, and I, I, that's where I'm standing here because she's a, such a lovely wife. I thank Pume for taking control of my life. So I've got two sons. I always say to them, whoever touch you and do something wrong, you must come to daddy. Because they think daddy can do everything. Even sometimes I'm scared of to do something. I'm scared of a snake. They come and say, daddy, come and pick up the snake. I'm like, yeah, 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 go and tell mommy. Because they think that daddy is a hero. Daddy can do everything. So, when you look at the scripture, it says, you will be right to becoming a children of God. God, he considers you as a children. If someone is doing something wrong, do you think God is happy about that? He's not happy because you are his children. This is who you are to God's eyes. So, I said to my children, I said, If someone touch you, you must come and tell me. 
And then we always go, and I think the way God, if someone is messing you with your life, and says someone is troubling me, definitely God doesn't say, go and beat him. Because he is children as well. God, I think God says that, go and pray for him. And give to him. I will take in charge of who you are. And this is to identify if you are a child of God, this is how you're supposed to behave. John 15, 15. I no longer called you a servant because the servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you a friend who everything that I learned from my father, I have made you known to you. Just a summary of this scripture. As a disciple, I'm a friend of Jesus Christ. I walk with Jesus Christ wherever he called me to go. If I don't know who I am in Christ, that means if God is calling me to do something, I'll be not, I'll say, God, no, I don't want to do this. But because I'm a disciple, wherever God told me to go, I'll follow and do what God wants me to do. We tend to sit and relax, church. And we're thinking, God, what do you want me to do? But God had a plan and a purpose for your life, so he knew where he wanted to take you. God wants you to go and preach the gospel wherever he wants you to go. It's not because you're preaching the gospel because of you have been famous or you want to make it, but you want to do it because of his glory. Jesus asked us to obey him because he loved him. That is all about this scripture. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are God's worksmanship, created in Christ Jesus to, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I, share, I want to share a little bit story. We came from the camp, and I share with the team meeting. I'm sorry if I'm repeating the story. We we go as, as we had a busy time, and then the camp was awesome. I've enjoyed it. So on Monday, we get to uh, there was a payment that I need to pay for the campsite for the kids because. If somehow you lose the keys and we had extra place to stay. So I, I get to Absa in Hillcrest. And I'm rushing. You know we rush. That is a problem with us. We rush. We rush life. We, we don't want to enjoy. So I'm thinking it's time to pick up the kids. It's time to do that. And I get to and there's a line in Absa. I'm thinking, oh my word. I'm getting late to pick up the kids. So. I said, okay, it's fine. I need to pay this because I'm not going to have a time. And the camp lady, she's busy phoning me. Please do the payments, do the payments. So I walk on the line and thinking, come in. And, and, the, and there's the queue, long line. And there's the one guy started to appoint at me and tap it on my shoulder. And I look at him and he said, are you a pastor? And I'm like, 
Yeah, I'm not sure what to say. Because <laughs> the way I'm dressed, it does not identify me to be a pastor. Some, the way, maybe if you would recognize me, maybe I'm dressed in tie, I'm dressed straight, I'm just on my shorts, and I'm not the person that you can consider them as a pastor. So I said, yeah, finally, yes, I am a pastor. And they said to me, I need Jesus Christ. I stand, I'm going, oh no, don't, don't put me on this test. Don't put me on this test. But one I found, when God wants you to work for him, he doesn't care if it's in a bank or if it's in a store, he uses you. I said, okay, God, here I am, I'm waiting. Do your work. And I said, okay, you need Jesus Christ, I'll pray for you. I said, in Jesus' name, the man fall down. And I'm, I'm thinking now, oh, no, no, don't do this again. And the security now, they start looking at me and wondering what this guy is doing. Is he coming to rob the bank? Is he trying to steal the money to this guy? But in the meantime, I was doing God's way. And I stand and I look back and I feel like running and leaving this thing. But I put in my hands and said, Lord, you know your work. Because the name of Jesus is very powerful. If you call his name, he will come and support you on his way. He will walk with you no matter what. So I prayed. And the guy starts to be on here. And now the, the staff of us are just wondering. And there's a security and coming to say, what have you done to this man? I'm like, I've done nothing. I just prayed for this guy. And he fell. And I'm sorry. I start making excuses. And you wake up and you hug me. And he said, when you walk, I see something among the children. I see Jesus in you. We stand and I start weeping and crying. And I said, Lord, thank you. Because when people they see me, they just see Christ. And that is who I am in Christ. You are my friend, you are my savior. I left the standard bank and then someone came to we should see a video here, yeah, please. Can we bring the video? I said, no, 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 I'm gone. Because when you're working for God, you don't need the trust of you owning it as yourself. You think God you do it? But God is there. He's the one that was in control of that situation. You get puffed up. We are facing the problem of the African pastors. They go now. They claim it. They say, oh, this is me. But in the meantime, it's not them. It's God doing the job. We need to pray for our brothers and sisters. So the Lord will move among the gospel. Because the gospel is the good news. And it must be the truth. We still got another two hours staying on here. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I love this. Because this, sometimes I don't feel like waking up. 
and do the mandate group. I don't feel like sometimes go in and do God's work. But this is my pillar. Wake up. I can do everything through him who give me strength. What do you need more than this? If they want to say, listen, get up and put your shoes and go. And I will be the one giving you strength. We lose strength in our own physical. We get tired. Sometimes I go to others and say, I'm tired. I don't want to, but I feel myself again in this earth. Because God has given me the strength to do His way. As well, it's not because of your pastors that they meant to do them. You have the right of way to go and teach the gospel. People, they tend to think that pastors, the ones that they come and preach, yes, we have been called to say something, but you have more right as well to spread the gospel. I said one thing, if you impact one person, the whole of the village will change. What is happening here on Monday, we see so many people, the seed that God has put in them, that cannot just go just anywhere. You see the fruit of it. When you saw Amber, you see God moving. Because what is happening is the Here comes my favorite part. Returning to worry. Because we don't depend on God. We think, oh no, I'm worried. I'm worried how I'm going to preach the gospel. How I'm going to do that. But uh, my life is so busy. As I was busy running away on the bank and thinking, oh, I need to do this because we are so busy. We're thinking, oh, I cannot do that. And what about my future? What about. And everything is about one, one, one. And God doesn't want that. God wants you to depend on Him fully. I'm worried because I've got work to do. I'm worried because my prodigal son is changing direction, doing drugs. Uh, my family members, things are not right. My health is not right. Who you are to worry because that health of yours is in charge by God. He's the one that has the right. I'm one, and the most thing that you found in this day, we are actually, the statistics say that we are worried because of our money, how much we have in our bank account. We worried uh, what cars I need to drive. We worried what is happening with my relationship with my family. But what that means is not a, a bad thing to be worried. Yes, you need to be worried, but you must make sure you don't lose your focus with God. That means you must be a disciplined child. That is aware you need to be worried, but don't take your worry to be something that lay on you. You promote it that I'm a worry, a worry. You just see people in South Africa, they're walking with a worry face. Get off your life and smile and say, Jesus loves you. People are miserable. (laughs) 
Fcom is taking it away because I'm talking the truth. They are worried. Matthew chapter 6. Uh, I like the sermon of this mountain because Jesus was speaking about exactly what are we are facing in this. That he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to children's lives. That's not something that makes me worry. I can Yes, it's fine. But I'm not going to sit at home and worry about Alan's children's lives. I'm worried because it's involved with my life. That means it can shift you your communication with God. But Alan, yes, I care for his children's life, but I'm not devoted to it. I'm not devoted about your retirement. Sorry. But when it goes on here, we'll go back. That's, if you follow that scripture, Jesus started to put up and say, look at these babes. How they are living. Don't you think Jesus loves you more than the babes? He loves you more. And one thing that highlights me on this, I just see the people they were sitting and listening to this, and they're like, Jesus, you know I've got the problems, I've got these things, and you're coming and telling me about these babes. What is going to do with me? But he was just putting it, if it was going to be simple, if he was saying, do not worry about your wife, do not worry about the, pro- the children that is causing problems in your house, do not worry about this, that means that Bible was going to be that very long. But he was making it here as simple as it, and said, look at this bed of the air. They do not sow or reap. And, you know, I, I like the parenting model here. I always say to my wife, when you see the babies, they take their children and then they feed them on the tree while they're not flying. Once they, they can see, they can fly. Goodbye! That's a lovely parenting model because the place started to what? Make a plan to survive. And how many times as well as the parents back again, we're trying to modify our children's life. We're trying to do that. But in the meantime, is the one that will make the life of the gods to be that right person they are. We spend so many times, instead of sitting, say, Lord, here's my child. Please, you're the one who will make him the way you want him to be. Uh, my time is about to be finished here and leave you to wander and go. Can you go to Proverbs, please? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. With all your I think God, Jesus was such a clever man. He knew that he created you and he gave you a heart. And if you don't trust him, that means you don't have a heart. We must get you a heart. (laughs) Learn not to your own understanding. It's all in here. All the answers are here. And if you get to be stuck, 
I like the book of Proverbs because it talks about life. It, I go sometimes and most when I don't know what to do and it tells me and I've got the answers how to live in Christ. And today, I want you to get out of this sermon and say, I'm worried. I don't no more worried about what is going to happen with my life. Your past is behind, but your future is looking for you. You, you stand up today and you've been worried about not having enough money in my bank. I've been worried of my children. One of my nephews on drugs and I've seen God changing him and he's now preaching the gospel as well. He knows the Lord. And we used to be worried and then we worried with the ministry that God gave in us to do and in the meantime we don't have to be worried because he's in control. You worried about where I'm going to live. You worried what I'm going to eat. You worried about the education of your children. But if you look back, God will answer all of those prayers. You sit at home and tick. And I always look and we spend time with Val in the office and we normally have a small revival, if you never know. I'm always ministering to Val. Can you believe it, our secretary? But one of us see, you see, I always see God works through in their life. They had all the tragedy of the house going on fire, but I went and visited kids another time, and they have a lovely house, and you see that God was in control through all that situation. Who never know that these days, as an orphan, as someone that did not have mom and dad, I still even don't know whose my son name is, but I've realized because who I am in Christ even now. Because as I grow up, they told me, this is your dad, this is your dad. I said, no. My only dad that is within me is Father God in heaven. And it will never change who I am. But I know Christ is the one. We worried with so many things. But I want you today and think, God, you've got it all with my health as well my sicknesses and God will change you. Whatever God wants you, he will transform you. So today we can stand. If he wants to pray for you, you can come up here. If something that has been worrying you a lot in life, if you're already Sometimes I said, I was even worried when I'm coming to preach here, but God is there. So, you come. And we ask God to come and interfere on that. And God, you will see him. God is a God. There's nothing impossible by God. Luto. So, if you are worried, let's come and pray for you today. And thank you.